That's how I that's how I started basically last year. Jesus, you haven't practiced this? I said no. No, not even at home. <laughs> no, this is the first time. He says, Well, hit your second putt. Hit the second Honest to God, they were like this far away from the hole. Around the hole. Twenty-five footer. <laughs> so anyway, we I I did it and he said so we went down the other way and we putted uphill. And I got the one, the first one came up, I was, I was pretty good. I mean, I was within a foot and it was probably a 30 footer uphill. I was within a foot. The next one ended up a little short, but I attributed that to getting used to it. That's all. He says, okay, he says, do this again. So I did and I got them up to the hole. He says, I've noticed something about your putting. He says, you don't like slow greens. I, I, no, I don't. I never did. Give me a speed, give me like putting on the parking lot. I'm great. You give me something like putting out on this stuff. There's no way. I never get it to the hole. I'm the same way too, where you put me on a faster green and I can put no problem. But well, if you put me on a, on a slow one, you're not a guy that rams the ball into the hole, are you? No, I like to draw. I like to feel it into the hole. I do too. I like seeing it like drop in at nine o'clock or drop in at three or maybe even go past and come back in at two o'clock. Whereas there was somebody that we used to play with who would hammer it into the hole. Yeah, from two feet away, he dent the back of the cup, and there was. Probably, that, I mean, that was just his game. Yeah. But that's not mine. So a slow green doesn't work for me. Now, maybe on a slow green, a different putter would work for me. I don't know. And somebody told me, if you're on a fast green, you want to use a heavier putter. On a slow green, you want to use a lighter putter. This is what I read years ago. Hmm. The reason is, with the heavier putter, all you have to do is get it moving, and it's going to and, carry and it goes. through. Yeah, but, which is, oh, yeah, see, I, I misunderstood what you said at first there. Yeah, no, that's... Do you that's, agree? Yeah, you just got to have to just, just start it rolling. Moving. Correct. Yeah. 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 But You know, where a lighter putter, you're, you're, you're forced to almost give it more of a pop. Yeah. You know, well, you, you aren't, but you're... Psychologically, you're, you're hitting it a little harder. You're hitting with, it a little harder with correct. a lighter with a lighter head. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, I. It, it's sort of funny how you started to like just sort of kind of go and lead hand low the other night. I don't think I told you the story as to how I started going lead hand low. No. Oh, it was on a total. It was a hundred percent whim. I was at Copper Creek last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, for that outing day for the um, launch of the Mill Grand Wedges with, uh, with TaylorMade. They had the TaylorMade day out yes. there. And, of course, you know, we got to play around of golf on Copper Creek while we were out there. And all of a sudden, on the first green, I just decided on a whim right there on the spot. I'm going to go lead hand flow. <laughs> the rest is history. That's exactly how it went. Like, the first the first one rolled in. I think it was from 20 feet away, sort of kind of slick downhill right to left. Really? It went in. Yeah, I'm like, well, and you there putt you have well. It. You still putt well with that, with that grip. 
I think that's my best overall way of putting, to be honest. I've done them all. Lead, uh, lead hand low. I've putted left-handed because uh, of eye dominance issues. Because uh, I see the ball differently from the left side than I do the right side. I've tried the paintbrush. I've tried the reverse overlap. I have done them all. Yeah. And I don't know, just lead hand low seems to work for me for whatever reason. I think it's because all the years of being a goaltender, yes, I had a good backhand. Yeah, you know, flipping the puck up the boards and stuff like that. So yeah. I think maybe that has a little bit to do with it. It's crazy, it's stupid, but I I really think that's part of the reason why. Well, we have men's night out here tomorrow night, uh, barring any rain, and I'm going to use the uh, left hand low and see how it works, but the way I putted last night out there, I, I can't see myself going back. Now, something that I did notice almost immediately when I set up left hand low, that I looked at the, the putter face in relation to my target line, and it seemed closed. But, okay. I, I so I looked at my feet, and my feet looked online, but the putter looked like I'm aiming way left. So we checked it, and no, the putter was online. I was aimed right. Yeah. So I don't know if it had something to do with the grip. I I don't know. All I can tell you is that that putter lined up an awful lot better left and low. And it kept my hands ahead of the ball, too, because I do have a tendency with the traditional grip of bringing that putter and having a negative lean in the shaft. Yeah, and I'm sure you also had a better rock of the shoulders, too. Yeah. Like a, like a more, more of a pendulum stroke where you, you know, to use a term from the, the full swing, you felt well, you more know, connected. You know how I rock. Yeah. Yeah, I had a better rock. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning, and uh, welcome to Tee Box Chatter, presented by Golfing Magazine, the North East's premier golf magazine, and, of course, Niagara National Golf and Country out in Stevensville, Ontario. For all your needs, contact the general manager, Tom Vanderbilt, and he'll help you out with anything that you need. So I'm here with my host, or sorry, co-host, Doug Water. And boy, oh boy, we have a crap load of things to discuss this morning. We certainly do. Um, obviously, number one on the agenda would be the U.S. Open. Uh, but the ladies also played this weekend in the uh, Major. Is it the Major, Major or is it the Meyer? Can Meyer? Someone... <laughs> I, I don't know. I think it's Meyer myself. See, I, but... I feel like it's Meyer. Yeah, I've heard it pronounced Major. So, but then again, you know, I mean, the <laughs> New England Patriots had a player on their team years ago, and they called him Doug Bedoin. B-E-A-U-D-O-I-N. Bedoin. Bedoin? Baudouin. As I say, it's Baudouin. Baudouin. No, it's part of Francais. Yeah. Bedoin. So, Major. Major. Let's just go Major. All right. No. Meyer. 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 It has to be. It's like, got to be Meyer. My European background is saying that it's Meyer. It's Meyer. <laughs> yeah, it's Meyer. Anyway, Jennifer Kupchel won that in a playoff. Her second victory of the year. Absolutely. Of, and of course, what was the other one? Not that I'm putting you on the spot, but I'm putting you on the spot. Oh, boy. Don't know. 
Oh, goodness, goodness, goodness. That would have been the Chevron Championship, the first major of the year out at Mission Hills. Mmm, how stupid am I? Don't answer <laughs> hey, that. No, hey. And no call-ins either. <laughs> Mum's the word. Mum's the word. Yep. No, she won in the playoff. Uh, there was three-person, three-lady playoff. Um, Nellie, she went out on the first hole. And then Leona McGuire missed that uh, shorter putt, and Jennifer ended up with the win. Jennifer out of Wake Forest over Leona McGuire out of Duke. And they played against each other in collegiate golf, too. Did they really? Yes, they did. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Now, of course, for those that may not recall, um, Jennifer Kupcho is, of course, the spouse of Nick Vinton, other of Jay Monahan, the commissioner of the PGA Tour. So, you know, it's it's amazing how she's been able to balance this. Balance that, yeah. I mean, I mean, let's face it, it can't be easy being married to the commissioner of the PGA Tour. I mean, it can't be easy in general. Just getting that that work and life balance between going out and playing your practice rounds, going out every week for the pro-ams. It has to be quite the quite the grind, I guess, not not to use an overused term in the, in the golf industry or the golf world, but it, it has to be a grind. What would you think? Oh, it, it definitely has to be, especially with the situation of world golf right now. And uh, Jay Monahan, I'll bet you he doesn't have one minute of peace. Not, not one. I know he's in meetings this morning, uh, PGA, PGA Tour is, are, you know, they're in meetings this morning with respect to what they can do with, you know, with Live Golf and what they're doing, signing Kepka for sure, and it's rumored Abraham Answer also. Um, but that aside, I mean, it's not like it's a nine to five job. <laughs> you know, he's... And her, her, sorry, you know, Jennifer, she's got her own career and it's a, it's a damn good one. So she's practicing, she's traveling, she's playing, she has uh, sponsor commitments that she has to fulfill. It, it's just family life. I, I would I don't know about family life with regards to everything that we just talked about. Is there one? I, I, I honestly wouldn't be able to answer that question. Well, get I mean, her on it's... the phone. If for no other reason she's got an inside track as to what's going on in that meeting this morning. <laughs> no guarantees. None. So before, of course, we leave the LPGA, because that would be way too fast of a, of a segment for the LPGA, of course... They've turned their attention from Michigan to Bethesda, Maryland, and Congressional, where they're having the KPMG Women's PGA Championship. Yes, the ma yeah, the major. You know, so here we are. We're uh, on the second, or sorry, third major of their of their five uh, in their in their schedule, and we're looking at the exact halfway point of the major season for the LPGA. Who do you like this week? I like Brooke. Yeah, she Her had a good showing time. again last week. Yeah, she did. Yeah, I like Brooke. Obviously, Nelly. Um, Come back from that clot. Yep. You, I would have to think that with the, uh, you know, I mean, Leona McGuire. 
you know, she's so steady. Obviously, Jennifer just coming off that win. Uh, hopefully, it is not going to be a, a letdown from that win going into a major, which, as you know, it can very well be. That's always a concern. Absolutely it is. You know, regardless, LPGA, PGA Tour, it doesn't matter who it is. It, there's always that little bit of a, of a letdown, just like you say. Yeah. Y you have that, that week before, but then you're getting ready for that big week the, the following weekend. Yeah, she comes off a two-hole playoff, wins it, <laughs> and she's on a plane. Heading to Maryland. Into Maryland. And she's, I would have to think she's at the course today. Mm. She's at the course today. Oh, I would think so. Today's Tuesday. I mean, yeah. uh, as a matter of fact, I happen to know that she's at the course today because she does have media requirements later on today for, yeah. for some pre-tournament interviews. Yeah. So, Who else do I like? Minji Lee. You know what? How can you not say Minji Lee with the year that she's, that she's having? No. I mean... Again, it just seems like any time that she pegs it up, I mean, she's she's a threat to to win the event. And and, and the point being is, just much much like the PGA Tour, the LPGA. I mean, any given week, anyone can win out there. I mean, it might be more so that way on the LPGA than it is on the PGA Tour. You know, by the time you factor in. No, I you know, Jin, Jin Young Ko and yeah. Lydia Ko, because she's been a threat all year, too. Yes. So yeah. the list is long of, of potential vi uh, winners. <laughs> so in your mind, looking at the women's major, the KPMG, starting on Thursday, do you go with somebody that is, uh, let's call it a young gun? Or do you go with somebody who's had more experience in this? And I'm going to throw a name out there, N.B. Park. Well, N.B. Park, she's one of those, again, she can come from out of nowhere. She has all the experience in the world when it comes to the major championships. So is Lydia now. Well, Lydia too, you know, but getting back to N.B., the way she puts. You yeah. know the great equalizer. You, you have you have that putter. I mean, and that's the thing with the LPGA. I just had on a gentleman yesterday, for example, who is at the club at Carlton Woods. He's a GM down there, and that's Stephen Salzman. And they're very much into the LPGA. Of course, Chevron Chevron Championship is being moved moved over there starting in 2023. Mm -hmm. And you know, we were talking about the players of the LPGA, and that's the one thing that he pointed out as well. It's it's not just how good their short games are, because every one of them has a has a fantastic short game. But that putter, you know, usually it's the it's the short game that's the great equalizer for them. It's the putter. Yeah. That seems to be the real equalizer out there. And someone like Inby Park, you can't help but look at her. Oh, yeah, I like Inby. I love her game. <laughs> I love her swing. It just does not change. It doesn't matter. She's got a driver or a 60-degree wedge in her hand. It is the same. It's repeatable. It's like there's no breakdown in that. So uh, would I look at her to possibly win this? Yes, but there's gotta be 10, 12, maybe even 15 players on the women's tour right now that could win that major. So who do I put my money on? My heart, Brooke. Of course, you know, we have to wave our, our Canadian flag a little bit. Well, sure we do, yeah. 
and she's got the game. She can do it. If you don't come off a win. Yeah, she won two weeks ago. That, absolutely, yeah, for sure. So, so again, I mean, with the with this third major, it's anybody's. I can't wait to see it. Now, I got a question for you. You know, someone like Lexi Thompson. Yes. Where would you classify her? Is she still classified as young gun? Because she's one of those players oh, out there that have been out there. It seems like for for two decades. I would I would classify her right now with no disrespect as a veteran. She oh, is a veteran of the LPGA Tour. She is somebody that is respected as a woman, as a player, as an ambassador for golf. Like Brooke. Let's throw the two of them in there. Yes. Would I discount her? No. No, you you can't. No. If Even anything's... though she has not played up to her standards for the last little while, would I discount her? And no. Never. Ever. If she if she's entered, never say no. never. I mean, she's, she has, I mean, there's, there, there are plenty of girls out there or women out there on the LPGA that can hit the ball. I mean, sure, the average is around 250 or so, 250 carry out there. And there are a few that can really pump the ball out there. And Lexi is one of the, one of the few or, yeah, I guess we'll go with the word few. That you know she can pump the ball out there when when others are hitting say a hybrid or a or a or a fairy wood into a into like a high lofted fairy wood into a right. into a par five, she's hitting an iron. And, she's hitting an iron. You know, I and, and I and I and I uh, you know, I mean I saw that myself during practice round of hers a few years ago down in uh, Boca Raton at uh, um, she was getting ready for the Boca Rio and. I mean, we're <laughs> we're at a live golf course today. It's a busy golf course. We're outside on the patio here. Yeah. They're getting ready for a tournament. There's tractors going by. There's carts going by. It's almost like a WKRP segment when they're dropping turkeys. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but no, you know, seeing seeing what she was doing, you know, for approaches into the into that first screen at Boca Rio. Versus what her playing partners were doing in that practice round, they were hitting high lofted yeah. um, metal woods in. Whenever you have that, as you know yourself, that's a big advantage for the player that's hitting the iron versus the, the high lofted metal wood. I'm seeing that now even with the guys that I'm playing with. Well, with you also, because we get out there, if we play from the same tees, I'm hitting something a lot longer than you. You know, you're hitting a six iron. I'm not hitting my six hybrid. I'm hitting my five, maybe even a four hybrid. So that's why I'm now up further in tees. So I'm, uh, but you know, I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with moving up because it allows me then to hit my six iron into a green. That's right. And if only more people would follow your lead and consider moving up a tee block well, maybe two in, in some cases maybe maybe more yeah well i was told out here i i'm playing reds i should be playing reds i mean i'm 71 and that is the proper distance for me go online and check out according to your handicap partly 
but also how far do you hit your clubs and where you should be on the t-block which t-block should you be at now there are guys that i played with played with that would still come out here at middle 60s in age oh no no we're playing wedge you gotta play wedge because we're men and these are the men's teams no 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 <laughs> that's not how it works that's not how it works just because you're a man you don't play men's tees it depends on how far you can hit the ball why do you want to play a par four from the whites where you cannot get there in two well, it's, counter, it's counterintuitive, it's counterproductive. You're going to be frustrated out there. Why, why do you want to hit a three-wood into a par four? Yeah, but these guys come in after the round, and somebody says, well, how would you play? Well, I couldn't break 90 again. I don't know why I can't break 90. Well, maybe it's because you're playing every par four as a par That's five. Correct. Yeah. I and mean, the par threes, some of them are long enough where it should be par four for them. Lay up. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, you don't really get that here at Niagara National, but there's other courses in, in the local area where you go back to the tips of a par three, like Whirlpool, for example, they have two of them. They're 240 plus yards. Correct. Yeah. I mean, you know what? All the power to you, but if you want to ruin your day, <laughs> go, go play the tips. Knock yourself out. Go, go ahead. Yeah, go Come ahead. Go in. ahead. We're just being Come visited by, uh, by a staff member here at Niagara yes. National. Yeah, so I used to work at another course, and I had these older gentlemen in their late 70s, and they wanted to play the whites. The T-sheet says 350. This is where I agree with you. I told them, I said, you can play the goals. Up they go. Finish the game. Where are you going now? Have a beer. Celebrate. We haven't broke 105 years. Yeah. See, that's Bingo. a good. That's Bingo. a great point. Now they're interested. Playing again. Yep. Awesome. Thank and you so happy. much for chiming in. And they're happy with yep. their game. Exactly. It's more enjoyable, and that's what this game should be about: is enjoyment. Yeah. Well, to me, it was fright. They're going to back my course. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for Thank that. You. Really appreciate Thank that. You. Yeah. yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I mean, there, there's a good point, you know. Like, to, to, there's a, sorry, you had a good point, and it was just backed up and confirmed. You don't have to go and play the furthest back set of teams that you can find just because you just watched the U.S. Open or the Canadian Open or whatever Open it was on Sunday. You can play whatever tees that your little heart desires, especially to your skill level and how you hit the golf ball. Correct. And if more people did that, more people would enjoy this game instead of being, say, what's the word, intimidated by, by, by the game of golf. Yeah. So we've been pretty fortunate over the last couple of weeks. We've seen some fantastic Sundays. <laughs> Oh, this last one. I mean, we had the Canadian Open, which was, it was... Lights out good. Lights out good. Now we had this one. I mean, let, let's go right to the last, the, the well, the, the third to last shot. The second shot for Fitzpatrick. Fitzy, out of the bunker on 18, right? Did you hear what Jack Nicklaus said about him, about that shot? He said that that was the best shot 
that he has ever seen under pressure in his life. That says an awful lot. Well, it's not like Nicholas is 20 years old and he hasn't seen anything before. No. He's 80-something and he's seen it all. <laughs> That's and right. And he comes out with that. But something I didn't really realize was when, when Matt walked into the, or up to that shot and it's in the bunker and he had that little island thing in front of him with all that grass, he couldn't get over it and get to the green. There's no way he was going to hit that lip. It's not like, and I'll bring up uh, a player, Mickelson. Mickelson gets into trouble. He, he did. We know that he lost. Was the U.S. Open? Yeah. Uh, uh, when he hit the the uh, the concession stand. Or oh, something? that was at Shinnecock. Shinnecock. Yep. Okay, he got over there. He had three options. He had punch it out. He could go low. He could go high. So it's like, okay, what what am I going to do here? He chose the wrong, he made the wrong decision. As I mean, he was the first one to admit it, which was unfortunate for him. Fitzpatrick walks up to that. He's only got one shot. And it was like, you know, he talked to his caddy, Billy, and he's, give me the eight iron, and I'm hitting it left. And hopefully it's going to fade back in to the middle of the green over the flag. He said later, if he had hit it straight, he's still fine. Because he's either going to catch the left edge of the green or be just in the rough. And he's got a straight forward pitch down to the hole. Straight forward. What's he do? You saw it. He didn't waste any time at all. He's a quick player anyway, but he just choked down on that thing, picked that club up with a steep swing, came down on it, clipped the thing perfectly, it faded in, game over. <laughs> game set match. Absolutely. And, and the funny thing about him winning that US Open, I mean, there were a lot of people that were really happy for him, legitimately happy for him. Anyone that you talk to that, that knows him, they like Matt Fitzpatrick. They, yes. they like him. There's a gentleman that I have on, on Twitter, for example, that follows me and I follow him, who, who knows him. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, he was just over the moon, tickled yeah. pink about Matt's win. Um, you, you know, but but as, uh, as often as you heard people being happy for Matt Fitzpatrick... Will? It, <laughs> Are you going to Will? No, not yet. Okay. But... His caddy. Oh. Everyone was so happy for... 30 years? <laughs> 30 he, years? He has his major. Oh, gee. Yeah. And he caddied for Tiger for a while and didn't get a major. Which is hard to even fathom, actually, yeah, when really you think is. about it. In, yeah. In, in, in hindsight, in retrospect, it, yeah. it's hard to imagine that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, congratulations go to, oh. to, to, to Billy there. Yep. Uh, Billy Foster, Billy I believe. Foster. Yeah, Billy Foster. So, Billy, if you in the unlikelihood that you hear this, congratulations, mate. That was you stick a with, long time coming. You stick with Matt, you're going to get a couple more. I think so. Yeah. You, Is he going to win more majors? I, I think he... Oh, how can you say that he can't be in the running because... After all, he just won the hardest one to get. He's going to win four. Four, eh? 
He's going to win four majors. Will? I mean, Holy! Now we might, we might is, as well talk about we might as well talk about Will now because this is the fourth time, is it not, that he's finished second in major? Yeah, and it's almost feels like it's consecutive, even though it's not. It no. feels like it is. Yeah. I he's gonna <sighs> he's gonna come through. He's gonna win. I can see him being one of those guys that goes out and wins six majors, doesn't win a PGA Tour event. Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he plays so well in the majors. I can't think of one off the top of my head that he hasn't played well in since he no. became immersed into yeah. into the major season. And that was what, in the last two years? Yes, yeah. But la was it last year or? Two years. Two years, yeah. So same yeah. from, from 20 on. Yeah. I mean, you look at what he's done. What a game. Oh. <laughs> He, there are special things that that, that are going to come come his way. Well, Fitzy hit his shot in the 18, and then Will hit his inside of of Matt. And did you hear what Matt said? No. He looked over at me, yelled at him, "Nice shot." So you know what? Here's two guys that, and they were talking going up 18. There aren't many players that would do that in a major championship with the, what was on the line for the two of them to have a conversation going up 18 and they were both they both had smiles on their faces and i think that speaks a lot about the two players themselves yes. both Zell Torres and and maddie yeah. where they just have that that personality that you know they're sort of you know unfazed by the situation i mean they know what the situation is yeah but they're unfazed by it it's just another round of golf what about scotty well yeah. if he didn't double bogey what was that part three yep if he didn't double bogey that where would he be oh he might that have would have been a, another canadian open finish although yes. we had another good one it would have been even more dramatic. You know, we're as golf fans, we are getting pretty spoiled by by these finishes over the last several weeks. Uh, I'm know, just going to say the Canadian one Open, thing. the the U.S. Open, the leaderboards on the LPGA have been outstanding yep. on Sunday. Quality of play on the PGA Tour and the LPGA Tour. Now, I haven't seen much of the Corn Ferry yet this year. It's more of the same. Well. There's, yeah. I, the, the, the talent pool is deep and we can thank everything from, you know, organizations like the, like the AG PT, I think it's called the, uh, it's the American junior yes. uh, tour, yep. uh, you know, whether it's them, whether it's state golf associations, provincial golf associations like that of Golf Ontario. NCAA. It, it, you know, the NCAA, I mean, they're the feeding ground now for all these tours. There's no doubt that they are. So you can look at, at a lot of places where we're seeing golf just really prosper from a talent pool standpoint. I, I mean, it wasn't too long ago where you never really heard of, you know, golfers choosing to play golf, say in high school, at least maybe here in Canada or, or in this area in Niagara, where they were thinking about going to the next level, going to school with it, university, college. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and now the pipeline from yeah. 
whether it's Ontario or whether it's Vermont, I mean, the pipeline for for golf now, for going to college, is just massive. Yeah. I yeah. hope the schism between the LIV and the PGA Tour does not sour a lot of these people from kids from playing golf. You know what? I don't think it will, though. I, I just hope it doesn't. I, 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 I realize our concern, and, yeah. and there, there is a concern there, but at the same time, no. These kids, they want to play golf. Yeah. And, you know, do they really want to... Do they really want to... What's the word? I mean, the, the goal end game here is to be on the PGA Tour or the LPGA because that's where it's at. Yes. That's where the better players in role play. Yeah. But at the same time, if I'm a kid, would I be upset at play, seeing a lot of the world as well playing on other tours like DP or similar yeah and you know what I'd be just as happy out there as I would be on the PGA tour as well yeah but of course I mean the end game has to be the PGA tour as it stands right now here in June of 2022 yeah and who knows who, who knows where this is gonna take us yeah. this this the current events of the golf world right now, or at least in men's golf, yeah. because the uh, ladies game is pretty much untouched as we speak right now. Mm -hmm. So yeah, like I, I hope you're right though. I do, like, do you see that happening? Do you really see them getting sour? I hope it doesn't happen. You know, I, I hope that they, uh, I, I'm a traditionalist anyway. I would like to see these kids come out of college, go on the corn ferry, go on the Canadian tour, and work their way into the PGA Tour or the Live Tour, whatever, DP World Tour. I don't want to see these guys, these kids come out of college like Payot did and sign with the Live Tour. Yeah. I would call it. He hasn't, I mean, yeah, he had a great amateur record, but is going over there going to make him a better golfer playing against, you know, these lower ranked players compared to the PGA Tour, I personally I don't think it will. I, I I don't. I can't see how playing against lower ranked players can make you better. And I've seen this in sports my whole my entire life, playing all the sports that I did. If I go out and play with um, on say a baseball team. For a year or two years, which I didn't, but if you did, with players that are not as good as you, they may rise a, a, a little bit in their game to try to come up to yours, but yours being higher will dramatically drop from playing with all of them. On the other hand, if, and I did this too. If I went out and played with a real good ball team, and again, I did, it was an eye-opener. I mean, I was good on the team that I was with, but I got picked up by them, and I went out, and it was like, holy smokes, do I ever have to pick up my game, mm -hmm. which I did, but I was down there compared to these guys. 
After a short while, yes, I am now on par with them. They did, their game did not drop. Their game did not drop. Mine elevated. Yes. I did not bring them down because the other nine guys on the field, they didn't look at me and go, gee, you know what? He, he's not as good as us. You know, we'll just sort of come down to his level. No. They looked at me and went, you know what? He better pick up his gamer. He's riding pines. You know that. He, oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I had to pick up my game. And that that's where I think that the PGA Tour still has it over every other tour in the world. I don't care where it is. Asian Tour, the Australasian Tour, uh, DP World Tour, wherever you want to play. The PGA Tour has the, the, the best quality of players out there. Period. Now... I have something to ask you. Matthew Fitzpatrick, his parents. Yeah. Do they have um, some sort of an inside track here on genes for playing golf? Oh, because there's his brother Alex. He's number six amateur in the world. <laughs> and he's out of Wake Forest. <laughs> like, when's he going to hit the PGA Tour? Is everybody looking over their shoulder at him? I mean, <laughs> come on. It's hard to believe that those kind of golf genes can come out of the same place at the same time. But then again, you can say the same thing about Peter Corda, I suppose. Sure you can. I mean, those are, I mean. Peter was good. Peter was a hell of a tennis player. Absolutely. You know, he was, I think he was world ranked. I don't know if he ever made number one or not, but. Uh, and the son's I, playing professional tennis. Oh, see, I didn't even know there was a son. I gotta be honest with you. Yeah, he's on, he's on the pro tennis tour. He's on the ATP. Yes. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah, I, I'm <laughs> positive he's going to be at Wimbledon. I had no clue. Yeah. I did not know because I'm... Well, the Corda so, sisters, Nellie and... I've been uh, so focused on them. Yeah. The Corda sisters were watching them. A, a couple of months ago playing, you know, playing uh, tennis in a tournament. So, yeah. Are there athletic genes there? Oh, you think? Absolutely. You know, it's not as—it's not like he's a greeter at Walmart. You know, <laughs> hey, we can, some of us can only strive to be a greeter at Walmart. Well, yeah, I always wanted to wear that blue vest. You know what? I wasn't I, good enough. See, you of all people were not good enough. There is no like, no. uh, fake news. I have no way no. that I—I I, I can't find myself to believe that story. Well, it's like I want. Everyone to be a, likes you. I know, but I wanted to be a doctor too. But I failed the uh, the writing test. My <laughs> writing wasn't up to par to be a doctor. It was too neat. Yeah. <laughs> they could actually read what I wrote. Hey, is that actually a prerequisite of being a doctor? You have I to be able is. to have very. You have to have very poor penmanship. Correct. You do. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. See, I might have I might have missed my calling then. My penmanship can be a little bit spotty, we shall oh, say. Mine's awful. <laughs> mine's awful. My mother it used to drive my mother crazy, being an ex teacher. <laughs> oh, she was an ex teacher. Oh yeah. Jeez. Yeah. But no, like let's let's think of other other gene pools that are pretty good from you know, I mean this is a totally off the limb unrehearsed conversation here or topic we have to say something about the the hendersons yes they did pretty good with Brittany and uh and of course brooke, brooke. i mean that's not a bad uh that, that wasn't bad that was justin thomas and mike 
his dad. Yep. Yep. He has a has quite the uh, what's it called the pedigree. Absolutely. He has yeah. quite the golf yeah, pedigree. He has good pedigree. Let's see here. Dare, dare we say it? Uh, the Kepkas. I mean, they're both. They're pro golfers. Pro golfers. You know, they've been good enough to uh, you know win a, a few majors between them. I know one guy won all the majors, but still, they're yeah. they're they're both out there. Uh, who else is there? That's who? like the Gretzky brothers. Oh How yeah. How many goals did they score between them? Well, as brothers, they they have the record. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. The, the scoring is, is brothers of all time. Yeah. The problem is that Wayne's brother, uh, Brent and Keith, I believe. Keith. He only got one goal. Wayne got all the rest. And I think I think Brent was drafted by the I want to say the Lightning, the Tampa Bay Lightning. I don't know. I don't know. Might have to get our crack researcher on that one. Oh no, she's not here today. <laughs> she's not she's here. here. She's has never she here. Ever been? Once. Well, that was at your place. That's right. <laughs> you, you know, so I mean, the reality is. Hello, Crystal. <laughs> oh, the Jutanagarn sisters from from the LPGA too. Oh, Minji Lee. And Min oh, Wu. and Min Wu. Yes. That, that might be the only true brother uh, brother sister, brother, sister act. act that we see on in golf. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he actually didn't have a bad U.S. Open. No, no, he didn't. <laughs> so no. you, it makes you wonder if you know Minji's been giving him the old the old what for? Yeah. You know, a little bit of trash talking. Now, she's older than he is, correct? I believe the so. The older sister. I believe so. I think she's the elder. Elder sibling. I wonder how that conversation went on uh, Sunday evening. I still got a major. <laughs> and you, you don't. Want ice cream? Yeah. <laughs> no, he did have a good tournament. Yeah, he, he you know. Made I, the cut. He made the cut. Went into the weekend. Didn't finish last. Oh, speaking of. Well, second to last, what was your take on Grace and Murray's factions out there? <laughs> he, Grace and Murray. Um, he threw four things. Oh, I only, the tournament. I only knew about the putter. He, he I threw only, the putter. I only knew about the which He was, didn't actually throw it. It was a tomahawk. Well, this is it. I think he would have been in the running in the Olympics for the hammer throw. Well, did you hear what Faxon said? When he threw it? No. He's, well, there's your world champion tomahawk thrower. <laughs> okay, so he says, I, I, right away, he said, I apologize for that, but, you know. Then so, he hit a bad shot and then snapped the club over his knee and then threw it. But then he threw two other things after the tournament. He threw a hat to a child. And a ball to a child that asked for it. Well, that. Now, okay, now I hope great. more people talk about that. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Because we can I focus agree. on other things, because let's face it, Grayson is no poster child. He is not there to be a role model for kids. No. He's there for one reason. Yes. And that's to win that's money. That's to win money. And. Yeah, and do well in a major, and he did not. He had a horrible day, and he, obviously he expected to do a lot better than he did. He, he's got the game, or he wouldn't be there. He played all four rounds. That's right. 
and there aren't many that can say that in the history of golf. No, no, and I got a question for you. Yes. You have a choice of missing cuts or making a uh, U.S. Open cut. <laughs> what's your What's your choice? Make a cut, U.S. Open. And that's what everyone's. That's what his knock is. Everyone's. Re- everyone's rather- knocking him. Eh? All these. All these keyboard warriors on social media. They're just lambasting the guy about you know you know what just focus on making a cut kind of a thing like those kind of snide remarks is what you see on the likes of Twitter, Instagram, all those things. I'd rather miss ten cuts in ten tournaments in a row on the PGA Tour and then make the cut for the Masters or one of the other three majors than the other way around. I mean, yeah, money's money, but boy, playing one of those majors on a Sunday and possibly have the chance because you don't know how your game is going to be. You don't know how the others are going to be. You could go low and the field could come back to you. Yes, yes. It, it could, I mean, how many times have we seen that in a major? Oh, Especially lot. the US Open. Well, ask Greg Norman at the Masters. <laughs> Precisely. Yeah. I you mean, know, Aldo happens. had a good round, but, you know, what happened to Norman? I mean... Same thing happened to him there is what I hope happens to him now. It just fades. <laughs> it's not going to happen. And so. today we're not going to we're not going to get into the whole no. lifting more than we already have because no. we we sort of beat that Done. to a, a, an oblivion last Done. week. Yep. Do you want to know what's funny about that episode, by the way, last week that we did? What? We said that we were not going to touch that. We even said it during the recording. I know. And we touched we, it. We did. We touched it a lot. Yes. Could probably went to jail for the amount of touching we did. Yeah. Well, no more about lift. Nope. No more. At least not not today. I mean, it's not like we're totally discounting it and we're going to avoid it. Because that wouldn't be... But anything that we say is speculation because we do not know what's going to happen. We don't know the truth. No, we don't. We're not lawyers. We are not um, with the PGA Tour. We're not affiliated with the Live Tour in any way. We have no idea what's going to happen. We don't know who's going to sign. The only thing I know that I did not know, my girlfriend told me this, these guys that have signed for all that money up front, it's a four-year contract. Oh, I did not know that either, either, actually. It came out because, like she said, they you don't sign for $200 million. And get the lump sum. And get the lump sum. It's spread out over the four years. I was wondering about that, how that how well, that how was. easy would it be to just take the $200 million and, See ya. you know, be out. Mind you, I'm not sure you'd want to do that with these people. No, no. I can think of several other groups of people that I would not want to try that with, and no. that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say about that. So, Niagara National, we're out here, and as you know, the uh, Great Lakes Tour is coming in. That's coming up, actually, very it soon. Is in July. Yes, yeah. early July, too, I believe. First, yeah. first week-ish, Nine, like the week 7th, 9th, or yes. something like that, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that's going to be a lot. tournament. They'll be out here, obviously, for practice rounds. And you and I, hopefully, are going to be out here covering that. Hopefully. Hopefully, the wind will uh, cooperate with us that well, day. Yeah, I'm, or days. I'm hoping that we're going to be able to get out on range. And uh, with the windbreak of, you know, of some sort, we'll set that up. And uh, be able to 
talk to a couple of the players after they come off the course, get their take on that and talk to them about their game and where they're from and just a little bit of an insight. And for, for those that aren't aware of what the Great Lake Tour is all about, they're one of the, probably the, the best development tour, developmental tour here in Canada. Some of the names that have come off that tour include the likes of, geez, there's Brad Fritch, there's Mike Gligich, who's currently on the PGA Tour, there's uh, David Moreland IV, who was out there for a while. I don't know if Weir was ever out there on the, on the Great Lakes. I don't, I don't think he know. was. No. But there's all kinds of amazing Canadian talent on the Great Lakes Tour with some international flavor out there as well. You know, there's guys like Derek Gillespie who've been around, boy, he's been around for a long time doing doing this and he just hasn't, hasn't made it through. The point is, this is yet another one of these feeding grounds that we, that we talk about. A lot of guys, they go out there they make their money out there and they take that same money and they go to go down to Q school to try to get to the big leagues. Yeah, so, folks, if you want to see some golf, come out and see a round or two, both rounds at, at Niagara National for the, you know, with the Great Lakes Tour guys that come in to play that because you come out here every day and you play with your buddies and you see others hit the ball and you know, you know as well as I do, I play with guys, well yeah, I hit that one 300 yards. Well, no, you you have no idea what 300 yards looks like. People have no clue. It. People don't really have a true clue as to what 300 looks like. No, no, not at all. I mentioned this to you before. <laughs> we played in a tournament out here and a couple, several years ago and I was teamed up with a good friend of mine and we were dead into the wind on this one hole and we're playing with two other guys and they were okay they were nice guys and we all drove them by about 40 yards and we got up to our ball they're back behind us and they said, well, they yelled at us, well, man, you must have hit that 280 into the wind. And I looked at Johnny, and he looked at me, and he <laughs> said, you know how far we hit this. I said, yeah, I do, but I'm going to confirm it. Pulled out the rangefinder. The guys behind us were right on the tee, so I zapped them. And I looked at Johnny, and he says, tell me. I said, 235. 235 and we all drove the other guys by 40 yards so they didn't even make 200 yards off the tee and they're the same guys that probably would wait for the green to clear on a par five going they for do. it in two they do yeah and they have like 250 out yeah <laughs> yeah and it takes another another two to get there <laughs> so the point is you have no idea how well these guys hit the ball until I you're know, actually there absolutely the ball striking is <laughs> it's eye-opening. It sounds different. It just sounds yeah. different. It is. It is different. It is different. It's not the clubs because I can hand them my club and it sounds the same. It just Absolutely. puts us to shame. Just to shame. We think we're good. We're not good. They're good. They're they're pretty decent. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they are yeah. decent. So folks, come out and watch them if you can. Well, I think we're going to probably end the episode there, but you know what? I think we're going to just do uh, one last little thought. And I think it's something that you brought up earlier in this in this broadcast. And it's simple. The message is simple. To enjoy golf and to have more fun doing it, make sure that you play the right tee blocks.
Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I could not agree more. I will never play the whites again in my life. I, I just can't. I, can, I can't play from there. It's not only is it not enjoyable, I can't reach the par fours anymore unless it's a real short par four. I can't reach them from the white. I play the forward tees. Now on men's night, because the other three guys are younger than me, I play the yellow. I have played the yellows, but I'm really, really seriously considering going up to my tee blocks, the reds, because they've even said to me, don't you play, play the reds, play your proper tee blocks. Yeah, it's not, um, I guess a, a, there is still a little bit of ego in there about being able to stay with these guys. And I can, I can stay with, with two of them off the tee, and I'm using a three wood. But can I stay with Scott? You know Scott. Yes. I can't stay with him under any circumstance. There's not, there, there isn't a chance. He hits a three wood, I hit a three wood, he's 40 yards past me at times. And I, I hit a good one. So I have to move up. He's 20 years younger than me. 20. Well, my question to, to you is, why would you be playing back there when you can be playing up there by default anyways? Yeah. It's, and, and, and it only it means, it's only for one reason why you would, and you already nailed it. Ego. And if there's one thing that the game of golf has taught us all, or that it should have by now, is to... To get so good, you're only you're only as good as your ability. Sorry to check your ego at the door. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And and that's and that's what it boils down to. Well, as far as my golf bag goes, I've checked the ego at the door. The driver's out of the bag. Yeah, um, you've loaded right up on on some high lofted. Five and six iron are out of the bag, so I now carry uh, three wood and a five wood, three, four, five, and six hybrids. And the six has made uh, a, a marked difference in my game. It's easier to hit. It's easier to hit from the fairway. It's I can hit it out of the rough. And the ball is high. It's as long, if not longer now, than my six iron. And it lands softer. Hello. I mean, those are all those are all ingredients for better golf, lower, lower scores, more enjoy, more, more, more enjoyment. Yes, it's more enjoyable out there now, being Ye able to do it, and it's good around the greens. And that, and that's... I don't have uh, to use a 60 or a sand wedge trying to get that ball to the hole from the fringe. I just walk up with that six hybrid, like it's like a putt, as you know. Why are people so adamant? About using a high loft because the pros, pros do, do it on Sunday. Yes. Game. We are not the pros. <laughs> I don't know if you know this. I overheard two pros talking on the Canadian tour at the, uh, they were on the practice one of the practice greens, practice chipping green, and they were discussing hitting a pitch to the hole from close in. And the one guy said, he says, I'm having trouble making this thing check like the pro, like the guys on tour do. And the other guy said, you have to do the tiger flip. 
he says he releases the club at the bottom it's not it's not dead hands he's really releasing that club at the bottom did you know that at one time from I think it was a 20-yard pitch that Tiger's club head speed with that was 85 miles an hour no kidding spin can you do that oh I can't do that me neither so I'm using a six hybrid and I can still I can get it to the hole <laughs> yes people use that whatever gets me to the hole makes this game more enjoyable because nine times out of ten using that club I'm I could be one putty right exactly yeah I mean like the old saying goes there's more than one way to skin a cat yeah not that we condone that no here at T-Box Shadow because it's le- not how it's how many that's exactly what it boils down to yep. and of course while you're at it it's the how many and how you've done it as far as your playing partners and enjoying the day yes you know that that that's what that's what this game's all about yep yep so I think that's a pretty darn good way we don't have much in the way of uh to talk about about equipment this week I had another shipment come in from Seed Golf. Uh, mm-hmm. So there's golf balls from Seed Golf that we'll talk about next week. We'll be talking about the Sky Golf Sky Caddy SX550 that's coming in for review. Good. And a few other things that are going to be popping up hopefully in the next little bit. Women's Major. Women's Major, of course, we're going to touch on that next week. Yeah. And what else is on the docket coming up in the, over the next little while? Uh, you, the British Open, or sorry, the Open Championship, that's coming up in July. Yes. That's next month, so yep. we can start talking about that a little bit more. Yeah. But, uh, no, I think I think this was a pretty fun day out here on the patio at Niagara National Golf and Country. I'd like to thank them again for letting us do this. They do have a large tournament on today. So we're just watching everyone sort of kind of coming up now here, and uh, yeah. looks like we got some walkers out there, some riders. They've put out a whole bunch of rental clubs here. And the baby geese are over on the putting green. Have fun with that, boys. Have yeah. fun with that. Yep. The versatile Canadian Cobra chicken. And uh, I think that's about all. What yes. do you think? What do you think, Doug? Is that everything for that's today? That's everything for today. Good episode. Thank you very much. I enjoyed this. You know what? Me too. Mind you, it's always a good time. And like the old saying goes, we're here for a good time, not, not for a long not, time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so signing off for T-Box Shatter, it's your hosts, Doug Water and Alexander Toth, saying take care, stay safe, and we'll see you on the next team.